0: welcome to the scale and exit show where every week you know every week i'm bringing you amazing guests i'm bringing you guests individuals that have done it that have gone out of the marketplace that have failed but have won big time in business and today is no different i have someone here that knows the power of not just scaling one two or three but multiple businesses with an amazing successful track record, my new friend, Charles Rashid. Hey buddy, how are you? Hey, hey. I'm great, thank
1: you for, for having me. me.
0: Well, thank you for being on the show, but before we dive in, I wanna read just a, a quick background and we're gonna talk about your new book, which I'm super excited about. But Charles owns and operates multiple businesses in multiple industries, including manufacturing, car dealerships, commercial and residential real estate, early startup funding, private equity investing, show horses. He also owns and operates his family businesses with other family members. Those businesses includes hotels, shopping centers, private equity ventures, and his annual revenues are in excess of a hundred million. Wow. That's impressive.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you.
0: And and a lot going on, man. I, uh, I love the uh, diversification and all these things. So that's fantastic. So, Um, thanks for coming on the show and I've got, I've got a new copy, um, of your book. If winning were easy, losers would do it. And I just got it two or three days ago. So I've just had a chance to kind of skim through it. But, um, I got to tell you the book, it feels like is, is a premise of seven steps to success. And I outlined those, those steps and I'm going to talk about them here in a little bit, but you know, step one, desire, step two, set goals. Step three, focus. Step four, commitment. Step five, persistence. Step six, confidence. And step seven, think positive. And Charles, I got to tell you what I love about it is one, I, I truly believe in each one of those. And when you see them on paper, they all feel so simple and common sense, right? But it's, it's so many people don't do the little things and put the effort and the value into steps and activities like that. I mean, have you found that in in your your path to success?
1: Oh,
0: 100%. So,
1: you're absolutely right. Every one of them is very simple
0: in concept it's, it's simple.
1: Yeah. It is, but it's not easy. <coughs> right. And a lot of times, you know, I think that hey, I'll just ha- I'll just skip that step. It's not important. But inevitably when you when I try to skip one of those steps and this is something that I've learned over 30 years of overcoming obstacles and just pursuing my passions. In my opinion, every one of them is key to success and it's been, uh, I've been able to prove it over and over again.
0: Yeah, obviously. I mean, uh, you know, the, the magnitude, if you're running, you know, what I would call a business empire of excess of, of a hundred million. I mean, that's, that's a tremendous amount of revenue. I mean, most small businesses, you know, most of them never even make it to a million if you think about it right i mean most small businesses fail but very few make it to a million then you've got a 5 million a 10 million so you know you're a, a wealth of knowledge and i mean are you out kind of this new journey in a mission to help small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs is that kind of your your thing you want to do now yeah you
1: know one of the the reason i i, I wrote this book i uh, it's been in my mind for a number of years, but I always get the question of how do you keep track of everything? How do you do it? You now, where do I start? And so I just wanted to put it on paper. And um, I've certainly had my share of failures. I mean, I, too numerous to count. Small businesses to, to large businesses that have failed. And I, tr- I just try not to repeat those
0: failures. Yeah, but Charles, wouldn't you say, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer in this, that, you know, failure is critical to the path and the journey to success. And it's how people deal with failure that determines the future outcomes of that success. Do you believe in that? I absolutely believe in that. I believe that
1: you can't always change or determine what happens to you, but you, you absolutely can determine how you deal with it or how you... Um, how you react to it. And it, it's so important to make it into a positive learning experience, no matter what. And yeah, I because, I'll, go ahead. apologize. I also think that, you know, our, your biggest strength comes from your weakest moment.
0: Yeah, no, you're, you're so right. I mean, the idea of people not wanting to embrace failure, if you're not doing you're never going to fail, and if you're not doing, you're never going to win. And I always reference Michael Jordan, you know, arguably, at least in my mind, and I've got a pair of Air Jordans on right now. <laughs> so he is the greatest, and he publicly comes out and says all the time, you know, I've missed more shots than I've taken, but what people aren't realizing in that message is think about the amount of shots he's taken in order to be there, right? Right. And so that's, that's such a key, you know, you know, lesson in here. And, you know, to me, a lot of that is in, um, you know, persistence, right? Your step five and, and kind of step six persistence and confidence, I think are both, you know, attributed to, to failing.
1: Yeah. Actually, I have a very short chapter called Confessions of an Ex-Loser, and I I, um, talk about Michael Jordan a little bit. bit. You know, he was cut from his high school basketball team. He missed more than 9,000 shots in his career. He's included uh, 26 times when he missed what would have been the the game-winning shot. And there's, you know, example after example of people that have failed miserably and then become a massive success.
0: Right. So Charles, when you're running the amount of businesses, and I mean, obviously you wrote this book because these are the steps, but for the audience out there, you know, that, that, that's listening to this, it's the entrepreneur that wants to start the business. It's the, the person that's, uh, you know, you and I had a conversation last night and I love this. You said, you know, I'm working on my businesses not in my businesses, but the majority of people out there are working in their business, right? They're going, how am I, they're not sleeping at night. You and I have been there. How am I going to make payroll? How you know how how am I going to deal with this? How am I going to fire this, this employee? What advice, you know, you know, given perspective saying, well man, this guy runs, you know, a hundred million dollar enterprise, you know, I can't relate to him. You know, he's lucky. He's this, that. I mean, what advice do you give that guy that's wrestling on how to how to make five hundred thousand this year?
1: So I used to struggle with this a whole lot and I took a step back and um, I really am conscious about about doing what's important and not what's urgent. And so over the last two years, I really make a conscious effort to try to do that because I was the guy that woke up every morning, you know showered quickly, dropped the kids off, run to the meetings all day running and behind, never being able to catch up. And then I realized, you know, a lot of this crap isn't important. And in a, in a month or a year, it's not going to mean anything. And it's not going to help me get to that next level of success. Mm-hmm. So I, I make a conscious effort to, how am I going to do something today that's going to improve my tomorrow?
0: Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, so, so many you know, with with all these devices that we have and screens and social, you know, we lose perspective and focus to what matters, right? I think professionally for sure, and even sometimes personally. And and I think that's great advice. It's, you know, use the word, not everything is urgent, right? I'm a firm believer of creating urgency and speed, but in a controlled environment, right? Like what are you going to do to conquer today? What are this? I talk a lot, Charles, about this concept called the money sheet. How do you spend 75% of your day on revenue generating activities? And what you have to do is prioritize six to eight things. And that's where you spend your time. You can't get distracted. Everything can't be a fire drill. You know, you need to accomplish things in order to progress. And I think the idea of not everything urgent falls right into that.
1: Yeah, so actually important. Urgent gets in the way of the important things. Yeah. And I have a, uh, a friend that used to, who, uh, he was really high up in GE, and now he's retired, and he, he turns around failing like nonprofits and community centers and that kind of stuff. And I asked him, I said, what's the one thing that I can do to turn around a failing business? And I had a business that was losing hundred grand a month, and he said, it's, it's really simple do more of what's working and do less of what's not working.
0: Yeah. And what a so great. My,
1: my partner and I did that and we turned this company around by a, like 140 grand a month in a three month period by simply that 80-20 Pareto's law, focus on what's profitable and stop doing what's not profitable. And we also had to cut our business from 12 million a year to 6 million a year to do that. But wow. who cares how much you're selling if you're losing money? And it's just, it's it, all this stuff is very simple. It's just
0: focusing on the right things. Yeah, it's great. What, you know, looking at your experience, you, you know, you've had, um, you know, private equity, you're invested in some private equity. For the business owner out there, the entrepreneur, you know, do you have any advice to them on, you know, is it appropriate that I seek capital? When is it appropriate? You know, should I look at private equity? Should I look at venture capital? You know, I think a lot of um, entrepreneurs, they don't know where to turn, right? I mean, that's why they need guys like us that have done it to seek out mentorship and coaching and help and advice, because that's another big thing I hear all the time is, you know, do I need to go seek out money or private you know, equity? I mean, do you have a thought on that?
1: So I love leverage. Yeah. The reason, you know, The reason I'm able to remove myself from the business is because I can like leverage other people's time because I only have what everyone else has 24 hours in a day. Same with, with money. I like real estate because I can leverage it a lot more than I can like the stocks, Mm -hmm. buying a stock. Um, I am not afraid of debt. A lot of people, you know, maybe they can't sleep or stroke out if they got fifty million dollars in debt. So that's an individual thing that I think has to be um, something that the person is comfortable with. It, and it and it really depends on what the deal is. What are you looking at? What's the return? And can that that investment sustain like a, a hard money loan or a bridge loan at a at a higher interest rate? Right. And there's tons of ways to get capital. So venture, you know, private equity is one. Just Especially with these new, the new Jobs Act of twelve, where you can go seek, um, advertise for private equity from accredited investors and non accredited investors. So,
0: right, yeah, you know, and one thing I think people don't realize is, you know, I hear a lot of times people will say, well, "Why can't I be successful? Why can't this happen?" And to me, it's they're not committing right? You got to commit, man. You got to burn the freaking ships, right? You got to go into debt. You got to take the risk. You can't have a side hustle. You've got to go all in. Have you found that in your experience that when you try to half-ass it, it never works, right? Yeah. No, commitment is one of my uh, one of my steps. You've got to commit.
1: I mean, first, you know, what I believe is you really first, it has to be something that you truly want. It can't be what your mom wants. It can't be what your wife wants. It can't be what your kids want. It's got to be what you want. It's got to be important to you. And then i like to visualize me already being there. And how's that going to make me feel? And why am I going to want to do that? Is it, you know, to to spend more quality time with my kids, to be able to travel around the world. And then once I have that, burning desire, then you have to commit all, I mean, I'm always all in.
0: It's yeah. like jump and then fi- let's figure it out. Yeah, you have to, right? Because if you don't, <clears throat> there's a euphoric feeling with commitment, right? Because if you're, you know, and I keep saying I love the ship, you know, you know I love the phrase burn the ships. Mm-hmm. Because if you're on an island and you have a ship, you turn around, you pour it with gasoline and you burn it on fire, guess what? you're committed, right? You're there. And so, so many people don't commit, but commitment is euphoric in the sense because it forces you, it's sink or swim at that point. And I think, you know, and I love that as a step here, it's step, you know, four for you in the book, but without that commitment, I don't believe anybody can truly achieve the levels of success that they're capable of because they haven't forced themselves to commit.
1: Absolutely agree with you. You know, one of the reasons that I say it's got to be important to you too, is if it's not important to you, you're not going to commit. You just, you'll find excuses. And excuses are the big, and procrastination, the biggest killers of success.
0: Yeah. So, you know, you you have desire, set goals, focus, commitment, persistence, confidence, think positive. Is there one that surfaces to the top that's your favorite or you think that's the most important? Is it step one?
1: Persistence, without a doubt, is okay. the number one reason people succeed. When you yeah. when you get knocked down, you got to get back up, and it's usually you don't get knocked down once; you get knocked down a thousand Stop. times. You yeah. know, the uh, they say it takes twenty years for an overnight success.
0: Yeah, um, that's so true, right? And I mean, I bet you have several stories of persistence you could share.
1: Well, um, yeah, uh, I um, I'm in the car business. My first Endeavor into the car business. I bought a Chrysler Dodge Jeep store uh, in 2007. First time I'd ever been in the car business. Never worked a day in the car lot before, but I wanted to be a car dealer. So, um, so you committed and went in. I, I typically, you know, I first of all I gather my thoughts. I decide on what I want to do. I develop a well thought out goal. Then I learn and do research as much as I can on that goal to figure out what I'm getting into and then, you know, of course, there's no way to learn just by reading. I got to at least do it. Mm -hmm. So, then I I immerse myself in it 100%. So, I bought this store. I sold a bunch of real estate. I basically liquidated everything I had to come up with a down payment to buy this store, borrowed a bunch of money against it and then less than two years later, Chrysler files bankruptcy, takes my store from me. Mm. and Now I'm like, you know, I never thought the one thing that I always knew was I, if I hate this business or if I suck at it, I can sell, sell it. it because the franchise laws protect me. But little did I know that Chrysler found a loophole by hiding behind the bankruptcy laws and they took my store. So mm. then it happened to me again. I got a Suzuki store. In 09, in 2012, they filed bankruptcy, pull out of the country. So I've had the the <laughs> privilege of losing two two car dealerships to bankruptcy, and it's you know what can you do? There's nothing I could do. I went to Capitol Hill, I um, talked in front of uh, Senator Rockefeller and the and the. Some wow. highway committee, and it was just there's nothing anybody can do about it. It's just mm-hmm. nothing I said or did. I was on Neil Cavuto, I was on all kinds of shows and in newspapers nationwide, and it just it didn't matter. So instead of crying about it, I I just jumped back in. I ended up buying a Mitsubishi store three months later. I took that store to top twenty in the country from Charleston, West Virginia. Wow, I'm building another one now. Um, I I since bought a Chevy store, but it, it didn't work out the way I wanted. So I sold it. Um, but that's a perfect example of me getting knocked out. So
0: Charles, 99.9999% of people, if that happened to, that'd be it. It'd be devastating. It'd be game over crying the corner. You know, it's, it's over. My life is ruined. What, what made you, I mean, and this is the magical thing. And I still haven't figured this out. Is it, is it a learned behavior? Can it be learned or is it something you're born with that says, you know what? I'm going to persist. I'm going to charge forward. I'm going to figure it out. Right. Because what you did, almost everybody would quit. That'd be it. So do you think, I mean, what, what said, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out. I mean, I think that's key, right? What is that? Well, no, I I think, <clears throat> I think we can all learn.
1: Nothing I don't think is is born in with the, you know, the exception of like a physical handicap or something. But I think even then there's people out there that, that just perform miracles in my opinion. So I did cry in the corner. I drank too much. (laughs) I thought life was over. I mean, it was, I had a miserable time for a while. And then I realized nobody else really gives a crap about my sorrows And so why am I sitting here doing nothing about it and taking it? I got it figured out. So I just, I'm a, you know, I never read a book in high school and I only read probably two um, before I finished college, but I, I just devour books and knowledge and seminars Mm -hmm. and, and I, I learn every single day. I, so I cut out all the TV and newspaper negative crap in my life back then that's great and I, and I started filling my my mind with knowledge
0: you know that's that's so important and, and i look in you know um in the front of your book here because they have a beautiful family stacy thank you uh uh your two daughters your your wife talk about at least for me during those times i talk a lot about your tribe right your support network how important it is that your family is on board, that they're supportive and that you surround yourself with people that are uplifting. So in that dark time, you know, did you have a solid tribe? I mean, was your family there for you? Did you have a support network? Was that a key ingredient to, to help bring you up here? I I did. And
1: I'm, I'm very fortunate for that. Now it was really trying on my marriage and my kids and our relationship, because I was, you know, I was at the bottom. Um, I absolutely have a hundred percent of my family behind me, and that is a big part in at least motivating me to kick in the butt to say, "Hey, get up and do something" instead of just laying in bed all day and and uh, crying. Right. But
0: uh, yeah, because is- I, I think that's so important. I mean, you know, we. Don't take um, serious enough who you surround yourself with, right? I mean, success leaves clues. So if you surround yourself with successful people or you immerse yourself in books and seminars and things that are teaching, you know, uh, success and, you know, like a step here, think positive. You're with people that, that, that are thinking positive. Your outcome, right, with effort, will, in my opinion, will change, just as your outcome, if you're around people that are negative, that are constantly immersing themselves in things that aren't productive, your outcome will change, you know, in a different direction. So, I, you know, I love, talk to me a little bit about, you know, think positive. Like, what does that mean to you?
1: So, I am, I'm a guy that always believes that the glass is half full. Uh I mean, it can have just a drop in it and it's, it's half full to me. Um, You know, I don't know where exactly I got that. I've always, I've always had that super optimistic outcome on or um, outlook on life and it, I think it, 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 maybe it's because I don't, I hate watching the news. I, I used to read three or four papers a day and I just decided one day I'm not doing it anymore. Everything in there is about negative. murder, negative, rape. I mean, just politics. the stock market's crashing, the politics, yeah, all that stuff. And it, it doesn't, it, it affects me and my business, but if it's important, I'm going to hear about it and it, I I don't miss much news just because the really yeah. important things you can't get away from, you know, they pop up on your phone, but I, just removing all that negative stuff just, mm. I think helped me. And I, I, I'm a very grateful person on um, Instagram. I have a, a daily success ritual and I'll just briefly go through what I do every morning. I yeah, I'd love I to do that.
0: To.
1: So, I I control my morning every morning and I think this is back to what I was talking about of being very uh focused on what I want. I'm grateful for everything that I have. And I know some people might say, "Yeah, but I don't have anything to be grateful for." I can tell you even if you're homeless in the US, you got you're grateful for something. You don't have disease, you there's shelters out there, there's medicine.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so I spend a lot of time being grateful for who I am, what I have, maybe some things that I know I have, but I haven't received them yet. And then I I look at my goals. I constantly look at goals and tweak them, make sure they're top of mind. I have them in my phone as a reminder twice a day before I go to bed and when I wake up in the morning.
0: I love that, Charles. I think it's so important. Uh, in, In my book, I talk about an end game. And I talk about vision boards and it's, it's probably very similar on how you look at it goals, but I, I counsel and I use the word counsel because a lot of people seek advice and anybody can give you advice, but counsel is listening to somebody who's achieved what you want or more. Right. So, um, you know, I counsel people, you know, if they're, if they're looking for advice from me on growing a business is, you need an end game, like what you know. Why are you doing it? What, like you said, what is your why, you know? And then make it real. It when is the win, right? So you're going to put all this into a business. Why? And then when do you want that? Why is it three years? Is it five years? Is it six years? Is it is it ongoing, right? And then from that, visualize it, right? You need you need visual reminders every day of why you're doing it, right? Because if you lose sight of that, you get back in the corner, right?
1: <laughs> it's, it's almost like you helped me co-write this book. I mean, I believe exactly <laughs> what you're saying. Well, exactly. you know what?
0: I mean, but there's some, I would say a lot of the books out there from people that have lived through failure, which which I have, you know, um, similar, you know, uh, different, but similar to you. And I've also risen and, and and been a part of $100 million transactions. So we both are a little bit kindred spirits. And I think the reason it sounds like I could have co-wrote the book is because, listen, if you have a guy like me and a guy like you and every other guys that are similar and gals like us, they're all saying some of the relatively similar things. And guess what? This shit works. <laughs> like, the, steps, the steps in Charles' book... You know, I could, I don't even need to read the book. I'm going to read the book and everybody should buy the book. But if you do these, you'll be successful. But the magic, right, Charles, the magic happens in the effort in the work, right? Yeah. And doing it until you succeed. Yeah. The persistence.
1: Yeah. So quickly back to what else I do in the morning, because I think it's important, is I, I meditate for three to five minutes. Mm. I, I used to think that was hocus pocus too, but man, it just helps me clear my mind. Um, I drink bulletproof coffee every morning also. Then I do a little exercising. I try yoga that's um, a little bit tough for me, but I'm, you know, I still try to do something, go to the gym, walk the dog, do something. And then the last thing is I either read something that is going to improve my knowledge or my motivation or I watch um, like a YouTube video on motivation. And I I try to do that every day. I try to live by this. Obviously, I can't do it every day, but I do try and I know it's important. And if if you try those things,
0: you'll be successful. Yeah. Conquer the day. I love that. What time Charles usually get up?
1: So I'm a night owl. I don't go to bed before one very often, oh, but wow. I, tr- I try to get up at six sometimes uh, twice a week. My 16 year old goes to the gym. So I go with her at, we leave at five.
0: Um, oh man. So four hours of sleep. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. It depends on the day, but, um, I'm, I don't need a ton of sleep. I'm always, my mind's always going anyways, but, um, yeah. my
0: body, I think my body
1: needs some <laughs> days more, but, um,
0: I love the meditation. Now, do you use a app? Do you do it on your own? How do you how do you meditate?
1: So I have not. I'm gonna. I'm. I've heard about some apps that I have some friends that are having some luck with. I can't think of any now. But I I literally just sit quiet, and I have this room I'm in is a, my sunroom. room in the summer. I sit outside. I have uh, trees all around me. I'm in the country of West Virginia, but but Beautiful right. Beautiful country. In, but right in the city. Thank you. So I'll literally just like sit and if it's raining watch the the raindrops or watch a leaf blow in the wind or just just try to stop thinking
0: yeah no
1: that's great i've started setting a timer for five minutes just because it's it's not the easiest thing to do right you just sitting there quiet concentrating on my breathing you know listening, how does my breathing come in and out of my lungs, feeling yeah, how awesome. that that kind of stuff. So
0: it's not, I, I'm going to try one of those apps though. Yeah. Headspace is a good one. If you haven't tried that one. Okay. Um, let's talk about one more of these. And to me, it's a, it's a big one is, is confidence, right? Because there's so many people out there that aren't starting something, right? Whether it's, you know, love, health, wealth, you know, starting a new career, or whatever it is, because they lack confidence, right? They're afraid of that rejection. They're afraid of that failure. So talk a little bit about, you know, how your book is going to help, you know, those individuals become more confident. So confidence, I think,
1: is in your mind. It starts with your thoughts in your mind. And I've always kind of had a chip on my shoulder and I'm not the most confident in the world. All my siblings are doctors. My dad's a doctor. My mom's got her master's degree and I got a BS uh, in marketing from WVU. And I, you know, it didn't really dawn on me, but I feel like I've always had a chip on my shoulder mm. trying. The reason I work so hard is I got to approve everybody. And, you know, um, so one time I was talking to a business consultant and he, I was driving a $10,000 car. And I don't really, I'm in the car business, so it's just a piece of metal for me. And yeah. he's like, you're driving a 10, and this was a new car. You're driving a $10,000 car and you're running a $50 million business. He goes, go buy a truck. Yeah. And so I, I never really thought about it. And what he said to me that made, that that really made me think was, it's okay to be successful.
0: Yeah. No, I never thought of that.
1: He's like, you got to allow yourself to be successful. You earn it you know, you work your ass off. So it's okay.
0: Yeah. And, no, I, I think it's important. I, I think your physical appearance, even, you know, uh, material things like that, you know, give you a level of confidence. So if, you know, uh, having a Rolex watch is going to make you feel like you have, you, just, you you can have a seat at the table that you want to be at, You know, you should, if you can, or figure out a way to do it, you should invest in things like that to boost, to boost those confidence. But I think, you know, the most important piece of it is, listen, nobody's going to care. Go out, get rejected, you know, start to embrace no. I have a quote that says embrace no, right? Just get out there, you know, ask, 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 and just get used to the word no, because if you get used to the word no, at some point you're going to start getting used to the word yes. Right? And that yeah. builds confidence, right? I mean, the only way to get that confidence is by going out and failing, you know, back to, I believe, you know, you have to fail, you have to have, um, you know, you have to know what it's like to lose in order to even build confidence. So I'm always encouraging people, listen, if you want to be confident, go fail, right? Go feel what that feels like over and over and over again, and learn from it and get better. And then guess what? You'll have confidence.
1: Yeah. And everything you do. I mean, we all start out not knowing anything.
0: Yeah. So the more you, at least for me, the more
1: I do it, the better I get. And over time, you know, I start getting really good at it and I get quicker at it and more proficient.
0: Yeah, it's great. So Charles, as we kind of, kind of wrap this up, is there any thought um, you want to leave the audience with from a piece of uh, advice or, or anything? The the
1: whole premise of my book is, winners are willing to do things that losers simply aren't willing to do, mm. and I and I believe that it starts in your mind, and once you believe that you can do it, want it, then you can achieve anything in life.
0: I love that. So everybody, look, I've got the book. Um, what it feels it's uh, it's what, less than two hundred pages. So great. You know, easy, easy read, super informative. I've already glanced at some of it. What I love how you've written it. Similar to how I uh, wrote my book. It's very direct, right? You're going to get very useful nuggets out of here that you can make actionable. So if winning were easy, losers would do it. Here's the book. Check it out. Now, it's I got it on Amazon, right? Is it is it anywhere else at this point? or It is
1: only on Amazon. I'm in the process okay. of recording the Audible. So that okay. should be soon.
0: Great, man. So get it on Amazon. Um, it's on Prime. I was able to get it in two days, um, at least where I live. And Charles, where where should people um, reach out to you at and follow you? Or, or you know, are you doing I, coaching? By the way, are you uh, are you I offering am, any services right now?
1: I am in the process. I'm I'm building a uh, real estate um, program and I'm okay. starting to do some real estate coaching. I am on uh, Instagram, backslash Real Charles Rashid and on Facebook.
0: Okay. And the, the, the same handle there too? Charles Rashid. Rashid. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, uh, I appreciate you uh, having on the show and everybody, if you're not following me, you can follow me. Almost all my handles are at Judge Graham and judgegram.com. If you haven't bought the book scale with speed, you got to get it. It's a game changer. And until next time, make it happen.